Welcome to the Amanda Rollard Show, where we work together to support abundant living in all areas of your life, body, mind, family, finances, and community. Come join us and get your salt back. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of The Amanda Rollert Show. I am so happy that you stopped by for just a few minutes this week as I am actually going to ponder the question, are you living a false identity? Dun, dun, dun. So let me ask this question. Does the name Mike Ross mean anything to you? It didn't to me meant nothing to me. I didn't know who that was about six weeks ago, but now I'm about to do a podcast about him and what I learned from observing him. So stick around. You may feel the same way I do or may have some unique observations of your own. So come back in just a few seconds. Oh my gosh, welcome this week to the Amanda Rollett Show. So who is Mike Ross? So let me tell you how I came to discover who he was. So for several months, I would hear my fam bam. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm watching this certain Netflix series. Oh, you need to watch that. Oh, mom, I think you would like it. And, and I was like, nah, no, nah, I don't think so. And so I would see it as I would, you know, peruse, you know, what to watch, what to not, what to watch. And it, it just, I was just like, nah, I don't think that interests me. I'm, I don't really. And then one day, I really don't even know why, but one day I was like, oh, what the heck? I think it was a Saturday afternoon. And I just remember thinking, well, Bobby dude was out. I think he was, he was playing golf or, and I was by myself and I thought, oh, what, what the heck? I'll. Let me just watch one episode of, of this particular series and I'll see what it's all about. I'll make my own you know, judgments. So I watched the first episode and I, I'll tell you the truth. I almost turned it off at the very beginning because of some of the behaviors that I saw from some of the characters in episode one. And if you know what I'm talking about, you might understand what those some of those behaviors were. And if you're not, maybe you're intrigued and you'll give it a whirl. But I said to myself, I was like, you know, my fan bam was saying, oh my gosh, this is so, how much they loved the series. And I thought, I thought to myself, that is not probably what this series is supposed to be about. So let me just finish the series, make an educated, you know, determination and be done with it. So. I continued to watch the first episode and I got through episode one. And needless to say, I am now in season six. So I haven't finished, but, um, but you're probably like, Amanda, okay, but who is Mike Ross? Well, he's one of the lead characters in this series. It's on Netflix now, this series in on Netflix called Suits. S- U-I-T-S, suits, like I put on a suit. And the premise of the storyline is that Mike Ross, he's really a good young man who had some unfortunate obstacles, you might say, happen to him, you know, early on. So while he was growing up, so, you know, I don't want to be a 
spoil you know anything but I, I i will give you a little backstory you know so in the story his parents were killed in a car crash when he was quite young and he ended up being raised by his grandmother who he loves by the way just loves uh and mike has a unique gift of sorts he's got a photographic memory but he also has a really bum of a friend uh who kind of puts him in some situations that you know, he could have been arrested for and this, that, or the other. And, you know, as a young adult, I believe, you know, he was accepted into Harvard, but never ends up going there to become an attorney because as he was trying to earn money to help support his ailing grandmother with her medical expenses and so forth and so on, he began to do a couple of ill-fated things. Like he began to take LSATs for you know, who people who couldn't pass the LSAT to get into law school. And his bum of a friend had him remember, because he has a photographic memory, write down all the, the, the questions to a particular test at college. And he, that friend, that bum of a friend ended up giving those test questions to a young lady who ended up being the daughter of the dean of the school. And so one thing led to another and the dominoes fell. So he gets turned in. And even though he'd been accepted into Harvard, he never gets in because the dean, you know, calls Harvard and, you know, has the whole, you know, Harvard, they rescinded his, you know, his offer and, you know, yada, yada, yada. But Mike Ross has a brilliant mind for the law. And then through a series of some other interesting turn of events, he finds himself in an interview uh, with another one of the lead characters in the series um, who happens to be hiring that day for an associate at one of his, at his very powerful, you know, new New York law firm. So that's kind of how the story starts. And this high powered attorney, he knows the kid is a, is a fraud, but he hires him anyway as his associate because Mike proves his unique gift, talent, his memory, whatever is unlike anything anybody's ever seen. And when it comes to citing the law, when it comes to trying to, you know, help figure out how to embrace the law and use it and to obviously win cases and so forth. So long story short, Mike Ross's lie about who he is. I mean, obviously, he's not an attorney. He should never have been hired as an associate, but he was. But Mike Ross's lie hangs over Mike's head throughout the whole, obviously, series. And soon the turn of events start to happen. Others discover or wonder about, you know, who he is and they get caught up in the lie or the lie gets covered up. The firm decides to keep the secret, you know, because Mike Ross really truly is a good person. He's a caring person. He's a decent human being at heart. And he'd been really dealt just a really rough hand in life. But the fact that he lied and continued to cover up his identity became a huge anvil around him. You know, it was almost like, you know, this albatross around his neck. And the people that he loves, including the people at the firm, you know, they're all caught up in this, you know, and as it begins to play out, like I say, I haven't finished it yet, but uh, it got me to thinking. So I wanted to talk about imposter syndrome because obviously Mike Ross was an imposter in the firm 
good person, but he was actually an imposter, um, wasn't really an attorney, shouldn't have been practicing as one. But I want to talk to us today about what imposter syndrome can do to us when we are trying to have a breakthrough in life, when we're trying to move to the next level. So what is imposter syndrome, actually? I think it can be defined in in a lot of ways, but I'm going to try to just kind of pare it down to to this. Imposter syndrome, it's this, this nagging, that inability to believe that one's success is actually deserved or that you've achieved it legitimately. It's almost like you're not believing that you deserve it. So it was just, you know, not, it won't be too long before people just, just figure out that you just, you just happen to be successful out of dumb luck. You don't really have the skills. You can't really achieve more. You can't go to the next level. That's that persistent inability, you know, to believe that your success is deserved or that if you're desiring to take the next step to achieve the next level, that, that, that you're deserving of that. So Mike Ross had this imposter syndrome hanging over his head. Do you have it? Do I have it? I'll tell you at times in my life, I think as I've, you know, grown over the years, I think if we're going to be honest with ourselves, we probably all struggled a little bit with imposter syndrome. You know, am I truly deserving of this? How can I make a difference? How, you know, people who struggle with imposter syndrome believe that they're undeserving of their achievements. Or, you know, right now I'd, I'd, I'd ask ourselves, you know, sometimes we get imposter syndrome when we're trying to achieve that next level in life, when we're trying to make it to the next level, because those little voices and, you know, where in the heck do those voices come from? Because they all pop out of the woodwork. I'll be the first to say, you know, I think in those negative voices that are out there are always out there trying to pull you down, trying to pull me down, trying to make you say you're not good enough. Maybe somebody actually told you that you're not good enough. So you allow those voices back in when we aspire to become more and achieve more. You know, when people are struggling with imposter syndrome, they feel that they aren't competent or as intelligent as others might be or might think that they are. And soon enough, people may discover the truth, if you will. So they, we, you, me, we sabotage our own success. So we don't have to feel the pain of failure down the road. You know what? (laughs) If we're going to live our best life, if we are going to live our blessed life, And if we're going to live a life worthy of salt, you know, we support abundant living today at the Amanda Roller Show. And we believe abundance is not just monetary. We strive for abundance in five areas. We want a healthy mind. We deserve a healthy mind. We want a healthy body. We deserve a healthy body. We want a healthy family life. We deserve healthy family. We want a healthy financial environment or work environment. We deserve that. And we want a healthy community because we all deserve to live in a healthy community worthy of abundance. But we have to make a decision. We have to take a leap of faith. Let's let go 
sometimes of that perfectionism that's within us and accept that there may be failures along the road to achieving our dreams. Accept that. I mean, accept that A-C-C-E-P-T. Accept it. There will be failures. We can't be perfect at everything. And I'll tell you something else too. A lot of people that struggle with imposter syndrome actually are perfectionists. People are going to say no to us in our lifetime. People are going to let us down. They're going to try to talk us out of our beautiful life. They're going to try to talk us out of our abundant living because they'll say, I'm just trying to protect you from, I'm just trying to be practical. I'm just trying to be realistic. Don't fall for it. If you've got a dream buried deep in your soul, it's there for a reason. Don't allow imposter syndrome to steal your dreams, to steal your joy, to keep you down. How do you overcome imposter syndrome? You know, I think the first step in overcoming anything is acknowledging that it's there. I'll be honest and say that's probably the hardest thing. You know, I've never suffered from an addiction, but they say the first step in overcoming an addiction is to admit that you have it. And I would say the first step to overcoming anything in our life is to admit that it's there. You know, sometimes we want to bury our head in the sand and we want to pretend that we don't see the obstacle. We don't see the thing that's holding us back. But when we do that, we're just going to transfer that to something else. I'm here to say, acknowledge that it's there. Say, you know what? I'm struggling. I believe with imposter syndrome. The why, it, it doesn't matter. You know, but it's there. I'm, I'm actually acknowledge the fact that we have to come to terms with sometimes our mind is trying to give us looped feedback to say we're not good enough. Or you've tried that before and remember how that worked out for you? Or nobody believes that you can do that. So why don't you just maybe, maybe be in your best interest to take a different route? maybe it would be in your best interest to lower your expectations or pivot to this goal rather than the one that you really want. I think we've all done that. I know I have in my lifetime. So what I'm saying is acknowledge how you feel, but then you've got to clearly say, that is not my truth. Imposter syndrome may be there, but that is not the future that God has for me. I would also encourage you when you're struggling with that, write down, write down, think about, ponder, reflect, and write down your greatest accomplishments to date. And you may be stuck thinking, well, I don't have any. And I'm here to say, oh no, if you are living and breathing right this minute, you are living one of your greatest accomplishments. You're alive. So guess what? Your time on earth, your productivity, the reason, your purpose, it's not done yet. There's something still there for you. Maybe your your greatest accomplishments is your marriage, your spouse, you know, sticking it out, making it through the journey together. Maybe it's raising children. Maybe you're in the process of raising children. 
Maybe it, you've already accomplished some, some huge milestones in your life, in your career, or your vocation, or whatever it is that you're doing. Don't short sheet your greatest accomplishments. If it's hard, start to break things down in those, the five categories that we, that we strive for abundance. Think about what are your greatest accomplishments in terms of your health, in terms of your mind, in terms of what you've accomplished, your studies, maybe a degree, maybe a certification. Maybe you're going to school right now. Maybe you're driving for a promotion. What about your family? What's your greatest accomplishments as a family, in the workplace, in the community? What are some things that you've done that you're like, wow, a trip down memory lane might be a really good start. So that's why I say, you know, acknowledge how you feel and then say, no, remember, we ping that back off into the universe. That's not my truth. My truth is this. And and here are some of my greatest accomplishments. And then acknowledge and write down, where is it that you're trying to go? What is it that burning a hole in your soul? What do you want to be? What's that next level? And experience and feel all the emotions as if you've already achieved it. And I think another step is you're going to have to let go of perfectionism and procrastination because those are two P's that'll keep you in, stuck in a loop of imposter syndrome. Perfectionists don't move because they feel like they have to be perfect before they can actually take the next step. And procrastinators just find a reason not to do something because they have a fear of failing. But I'm saying to you, Get rid of the perfectionism and get rid of the procrastination because you need to do the last part of this, which is take a small step towards your goal. The thing that's burning a hole in your soul. Take a small step. What is that? What is a micro goal that you can actually achieve to get your feet moving in the right direction? Because remember, if we're not progressing, we're regressing because nothing stays the same. Matter is in motion. What is your goal? Don't live a false self. Be all that you can be. (laughs) When I just said that, I was thinking, I remember this advertisement, I guess, as I was growing up. Be all that you can be in the army. That was a, a commercial. But I truly want us to be all that we can be. And if we're struggling somewhere midpoint because we're stuck in imposter syndrome, like Mike Ross, how does our imposter syndrome not only affect us, but it affects the people around us? I would venture to say that if you're struggling with imposter syndrome and you're stuck in a rut, if you will, or you're not achieving that next level, you're probably not very consistently happy to be around. You know, you find fault with things. It's humdrum, drab, drab. You know, life, life isn't exciting. And, you know, you're walking around, you know, 10 feet tall and bulletproof. You know, think, think about that. When you've had a success, when you've had a milestone achievement and, and you're feeling really 10 feet tall and bulletproof. There's nothing I can't do. I'm soaring on eagle's wings. That's how God wants us to feel every day. He wants us to 
aspire to be more, to do more, to become more. And the seeds that he has planted inside of you deserve to grow. The seeds that he has planted inside of you and me deserve to grow. And so I would like just to close uh, this week's episode and ask us all to ponder that. Ponder the seeds that are buried deep inside of you, the seeds that hold the dreams to your best life, to the abundant life that you want, that you deserve. And ask yourself, are you struggling with imposter syndrome? Are you struggling with why I can't accomplish this? Nobody would believe, you know, I don't deserve. Somebody's always better. And take the steps, take the steps to overcoming that. But the most important step along the way is that last one. Take a step, even a micro step in the direction of achieving that dream that seed that's buried deep down inside of you and me. It's there for a reason. God put it there. And because we are his child, he will help us get there. Take the lid off and dream. Take the lid off of others or yourself telling you you're you're not good enough and just be happy with where you are. Let's just keep growing. (laughs) Let's just keep aspiring to be the best that we can be. And so I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for joining me this week for another episode of the Amanda Rollick Show. I just am really grateful for for you. I'm grateful that you tuned in. If you ever want to DM me or um, let me know how things are going in your life, please do. Uh, Take care. Have a great rest of your week and I'll see you again next time. Bye everybody. Thanks for listening to The Amanda Rollard Show, a podcast to get your salt back. Share this episode with a friend and tag us on Instagram. See you next time.